So you want to build a house. Welcome to the podcast. So you want to build a house sponsored by Aurora Homes. I'm Scott Daly and I'm here with my co-host Keith Strom. Hey, hey. And today it's episode 26. The big two six. Closer to 30 than you are to 20. You know, 26 was a disturbing age for me. <laughs> Tell me about it. Well, it, it comes down to that fact that I just mentioned, that when I turned 26, I realized I was then closer to 30. You know, and, at th- and when you're 26, 30's old. I'm older than 30 now and maybe older than 40, and we're, we're, we're going to be a little vague after that. And so 20 s- neither 26 nor 30 are old any longer. But that old, the, 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 the word old has a very relative definition to the current user. Yeah. Right? Which has changed a lot. It has changed a lot. And then so when I was 26, I was like, wait a minute. I'm closer to 30 than I am to 20. I've been out of college as long as I was in college. 26 was a problem for me. Yeah. 26 is when my daughter was born. Right? I was 26. You were doing so much more adulting things. Yeah. The back half of 26 is... uh, I don't know the difference between that and 29, like that three or four. Right. <laughs> I have no idea. Because once your daughter's <laughs> born, time is measured in hours, not years. Yeah. I mean, I think 26, especially, yeah, after the, you know, she was born in July. So the back end of 26, I'm just crazy wondering when bedtime is. Right. How do I survive the next three hours? And yep. Can I make this little human stop screaming? Yep. And in the case of your daughter, the answer to that was generally... No. Yeah. yeah. She's not going to stop screaming. Nope. She's not going to stop screaming. She's going to be adamant. That's right. She is a strong-willed child. But, hey, we're not here to talk about the age of 26 or baby Aurora, but um, we're here to talk about... What are we talking about? We're talking about the Cora. Right. So this is the first episode in a series of podcasts that we're recording that are just going to talk about some of the Aurora Homes specific floor plans. And what they are is they're a resource for folks to uh, understand if you're looking at those floor plans um, or you just want to understand how uh, new homes are designed and how builders come up with certain floor plans and all that. So this is really just sort of a background. And so we're just we're this is the first one in the series. Um, So you may be listening to this when the core is the only pod episode about a about an aurora homes floor plan or you may be listening to when they're all done and you just might have an interest and you say well how do i understand this uh plan uh a little better right uh so new homes are expensive and we'd like to think that if you're going to buy a very expensive product from a company that you could know a little more about how the company came about creating that product right i mean that seems fair so yeah i mean it's 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 definitely the 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 it profiles as the most uh, popular type of house, right? A single family home, right? Single floor, right? Single, single level living, and uh, I'm kind of brings me, you know, I guess maybe the first question we can dive into is what? Why is this type of plan so popular? Why is a single family, one floor living house popular? Right. So one of the things I think that is unique um, about Delaware real estate, specifically Sussex County real estate, is the type of product. So if you look at homes that are around big cities, Washington, Philadelphia, New York, these are all uh, large metropolitan areas. Baltimore, don't want to forget you guys. Um, 
We're going to talk about some of Keith's predictions about the Super Bowl <laughs> that we recorded in December that are already gone bust. Yeah, yeah they, uh, we, I lost. We won't handle that until December of uh, 2024 um, <laughs> when we revisit some predictions. Um, but uh, you got close. Anyway, so we're, we're not forgetting you, uh, Charm City. Nothing but love over there. Anyway, so what you find in those, uh, ha- a lot of two-story colonials is kind of the the dominant floor plan design the bedrooms are on the upstairs the living space is on the first floor uh and there might be a basement and and that's it well so fast forward to sussex county and sussex county has been growing uh really for the last uh 25 years pretty dramatically but the demographic that has evolved to the place where the the main house that you're going to see in new construction in used homes you name it is going to be that single level rancher and it's the split rancher. This is a little hard to describe in a podcast, but basically you walk in the middle of the house and the garage is on one side when you walk in uh, and the, the master suite is behind the garage. The kitchen and the dining area are in the middle of the house and down the opposite side are two bedrooms in your great room. And if you look at every floor plan that any builders had for the last 20 years it is some flavor of that man that's like vanilla and you've got your french vanilla you've got your creamy vanilla you've got your vanilla bean and maybe they all want to say they're a little different but they're all kind of that and so you've got three bedrooms two baths a kitchen a dining area and a family room and an owner's suite and a garage and they're all in the same plan and the plan's relatively square uh, and the elevations can look dramatically different. And if you go and you drive through any neighborhood in Sussex County that's 20 years old or less, uh, you're going to see lots of these things. Now, they might have upstairs. They might have some optional space up there and a, and a few other variations. But that is it. And the reason uh, I think why that has just been the driving force behind new homes is that you have uh, retirees or pre-retirees have been your predominant buyer. Uh, That's not as true as it used to be, but it's still probably true. And that's what they want. They want all the house on the same floor. They've been walking up and down those stairs for 30 years of that house and wherever they were living, somewhere in New Jersey or Pennsylvania or Maryland. And uh, they say, I don't want to do that anymore. I want everything on the first floor. And so that's it. That is the house. And so at its core, um, I think that's what makes it so popular is it's it's been a floor plan that works. and so, yeah, for 20 years, neighborhoods are just full of them. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're everywhere. It's, uh, it's still such a common uh, type of house to build. Um, but the Cora brings some, some differences. Um, one of my favorite things is the dead-end great room. We can get into that a little bit. You sure. Know, basically, you know, what, 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 what makes the Cora unique? You know, I think, uh, you know, obviously it, it does carry a lot of those characteristics of the single-family home. Uh, you know, it, it being one of our most popular models, we want to push this this model um, on its on its strength. And well, its strength is that it's all on one floor. And so, what right. makes the Cora different? Well, so I think what we really did is we came back and we said that basic design: the two bedrooms that are up by the front door, the bathroom that they share, um, the ma- the the great room behind that, the kitchen in the middle. And, and the owner suite on the other side uh, behind the garage is just such a core design. But like anything that's two decades old or 25 years old or, yeah. or whenever that floor <laughs> plan really started, because it, it's probably older than that. If you go to Florida, 
uh, and you go, to, you know, to where somewhere where they invented single level living, which was not Southern Delaware. And so, um, I think the pe- the way people live uh, has has changed. And so, you know, as Aurora Homes evolved, it we took on some certain design principles, and we said, look, this is obviously a floor plan that is pop or is a popular concept that people like. These homes have been built uh, in the thousands here in Southern Delaware. And so how can we take that and sort of update it? How can we say, okay, this is a great design, but it's tw- it's a quarter of a century out of date. Um, and the staggering thing that we did when we started looking at the research is we realized that a lot of builders haven't changed these plans. And not only that, but I mean, these plans are still winning design awards from uh, industry trade associations and they're 20 years old. And we said, maybe that's, Maybe that's not the best. You know, if you're going to drop 700 grand on something that's brand spanking new, do you want it to be a 20-year-old design? Um, so our answer to that was maybe not. And so we just looked to maybe take the Cora and try to sort of bring it into the, the middle of the 21st century mm-hmm. and update it for that. <coughs> yeah, I mean, we've got uh, really one of my favorite things. Obviously, you've got this dead-end great room, which takes the, 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 the great room and it puts it on the back. Uh, makes it its own space. You're not walking through the great room to get to the master like you're talking about um, in in the uh, in the other uh, you know in the other single family the popular single family floor plan. Um, but we're adding a lot of bathrooms now. Right. Yeah, I think the dead end great room concept is is it's hard to understand until you really get it. And you have to think about this with with these open floor plans. And open floor plans don't have hallways, but all rooms have to have hallways in them if you have to go from that one room through a room into another room there's a hallway and it's going to be made in your furniture and it's going to be made out of all that space and you're saying you know a colonial house had a big hallway upstairs and it might have had a hallway downstairs and these houses hardly have hallways anywhere but people are still walking you know the one thing that hasn't changed uh is that people still walk uh, from one room to another right you know there's the the hoverboard that i saw in um, back to the future back to the future yeah. which i think you know happened and was supposed to be like 2022 right yeah. i still don't have my hoverboard yeah and now i'm too old i don't want one i need I to go like i'll break something i need to watch <laughs> i need to watch that again it's been a long time right no one has a hoverboard <laughs> it's a bummer shame on was that steven spielberg who did yeah 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 bad steven yeah he uh he 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 made a pretty um you know probably at the time felt like a pretty uh, reasonable. He promised. <laughs> a pretty reasonable guess. I mean, how many other movies you have like? you seen about 2022? I, I can't think of any. And that one had a hoverboard. He promised. Yeah. I mean, it's it didn't come to fruition, just like my Super Bowl prediction. Right. I'm a little I'm a little upset with Mr. Spielberg about that, but I'll, I'll speak to him later on that issue. Um, so, so anyway, we digress. So the point is, if if you can't see the hallway in the floor plan, you're going to make you're going to take part of the room and use it for a hallway. Yeah, you got to walk somewhere. You got to walk somewhere. And so what we do when we call these dead end great rooms is we say there's no room that you have to use the great room to get to. Right? So you don't walk through a dead end great room to get anywhere else. And what that means is you don't have to allocate any space in that room to a hallway. It's a dead end great room. There's not a hidden hallway in it. And that means that you get much more usable space in the way that you lay out your furniture because you don't have to think about someone who has to walk through that room. And that's not always the case in some of these rooms. And so that is a huge design feature. Um, 
and I think you also focused on you, you talked about the idea of uh, of more uh, bed bath suites. Yeah. So uh, one of the, the the most obvious things that you can see about a Cora versus some of its uh, some of the similar homes by other builders is that our house is not a three bedroom two bath single level rancher. Our house is a three bedroom three and a half bath single level rancher. And what that means is that every bedroom there has a suite. It has its own bathroom. It has a closet. Now, the, ma- the owner suite is a lot bigger and still designed as an owner suite. But these other two guest rooms, uh, whether they are for kids, whether they're for guests, whether you're going to use one as an office, there's a lot of different uses those rooms get, and they don't always get used as bedrooms. They all have a bathroom attached to them. So when you have guests, so what happens? So here, if you take that three-bedroom, two-bath, yeah. let's say you have one kid and you have you know, someone who comes down and stays for the weekend. Because, man, if you buy a house at Southern, in Southern Delaware, everyone's going to want to come visit you in the summertime because now they think they have a free place to stay at the beach. And so what ends up happening, and let's say you have some people over that weekend. So you, the kids' bathroom is the guest bathroom. Your guests that are here for the weekend, that's also their bathroom. And then yeah. everybody that's coming over for your barbecue on Saturday night, that's their bathroom. Yeah. Because there's only one bathroom that's not in the owner suite for the entire house. Yeah, you're cleaning it all weekend. Right. Every day. And so we said, look, that's just not the way we live anymore. So when your guests come down and you are living in a Cora, they get their own bathroom. Uh, and that, the, the guests that come over for the picnic, there's a powder room you know, for your barbecue. There's a powder room that they can use. So they're not even using the same bathroom. And your kid who's living there, whether they're the adult kid that you just can't seem to get rid of or you inherited back because that's a thing or or your kids still growing up, they have their own bathroom. And th- what happens is, you know, practically speaking, is when people come over, you're not scrambling to clean a bathroom because that's what happens. You know, people are like, oh, man, there's guests coming over. What is that? A, what does the spare bedroom bathroom look like? And it never looks guest ready when the guests are getting ready to arrive. It just doesn't. Well, now you don't have to sweat that. You know, you're just like, okay, okay check the powder room. And that little powder room, okay, we're good. We're good. Um, so that's sort of one of the ideas of sort of taking this design and, and make it a, a sort of a next generation concept is going forward we think that most bedrooms are going to have their own bathroom in new homes and we want to design a house that has a relevant design 25 years from now not just now and so there aren't a lot of builders that are that are thinking this way uh, but we think that they should be and uh, we want your house to have a design that uh, makes sense uh, for decades to come so that's one of the big features so um, I think another one is just privacy in the owner suite, right? That's um, <coughs> sort of a key thing that we try to incorporate into the core is that yeah. the uh, owner's bedroom is separated from the main living area. Yeah, you want to eliminate common walls. Right. Common sound right. can pass. The curse of the open floor plan yeah. is sound. <laughs> yeah. The joy of the open floor plan is open. It's great. The, bo- the, the bummer is, especially today where there's so much multi-generational living, you know, um, my kids are grown, but they're, they're younger than I am, and they, they go to bed later than I do. And I know this. My daughter will send me a text at 11 o'clock at night, and she doesn't get mad at me um, for not responding at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, she may be used to, but now she just realizes, okay, I'm really texting my dad at 6 in the morning because he's going to get up at 6 in the morning, and that's going to be the first time he's seen that text because texting me at 11, I promise you, I'm not awake at 11 o'clock at night and and she understands that so she sends a text and you know she gets a response at six in the morning which is fine um but you know so if you have those generations and everyone's in the same house and 
there are open plans where the noise just goes everywhere, then it, what ends up ultimately happening is uh, there's conflict. That's not an enjoyable experience. And so what we've done at Aurora is really try to mitigate that by giving you some privacy in your owner suite. And that is comes in the form of, uh, of separation and of insulation in the walls that comes standard because chances are you might want to go to bed at a different time or you might want to take a nap in the afternoon and somebody wants to watch TV. And that's hard to do. Uh, if you're looking at a plan that has the owner suite right off of the main living area, uh, it's hard to imagine that sound's not going to be an issue in that plan. So that's just a thought. So uh, the core has hmm. changed a lot over the years um, that we've had it listed here. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what changes have been made to the core after this short break. Hi, this is Scott Daly at Aurora Homes. Do you know the one greatest regret that people that build a new home have when they move in? Believe it or not, it's that they didn't get all of the features that they wanted. And so one of the big problems that you have with some of the large production builders is the speed at which they're going to move you through the process of making selections on a new home. At Aurora Homes, we're going to draw your plans from scratch. We're going to get to know you in the process, and we're going to walk you through so that you get the home that best suits your life. At Aurora Homes, our semi-custom production system will allow you to get the better home. We're here. We're available. We'd love to talk to you about your new project. You can reach out to us at yourfuturewillthankyou.com or give us a call at 302-381-8881. Now back to the podcast. And we're back. And as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about how the core design has changed over the years. Um, and so I'd like to hear from you, Scott. What, uh, how, how has this plan changed? What What's the 2024 version of this plan look like as compared to 2023 and 2022? Well, we're just getting ready to release the Cora, and we try to give these plans a little bit, the new Cora. We just we try to tweak these plans realistically every couple of years. And so the Cora came out about three years ago, mm -hmm. yeah. 2021. 2021. And one of the main things that we felt like we really needed to address was uh, some of the curb appeal. So some of these the, the new elevations that are coming out uh, in the Cora are very... We think they have a lot more curb appeal. It's a, it's a more attractive um, plan. We've also tried to sort of address uh, <coughs> some of the key issues about uh, we've made some tweaks to where how we deal with the powder room. Uh, we've made the laundry room bigger. And these are just small things because uh, that, that we think add up. And, and they add up because we're constantly looking at our homes and going, how can we make them more livable? And, you know, what ultimately happens in our industry is that builders roll out floor plans and they build them for decades and they barely change at all. Right. And it is definitely more work to continue to innovate your plans based upon the experience of the folks that are living in it, based upon your experience of how you build it. Uh, but we are at Aurora's focused on design. And so we want to continue to get that design uh, better and better and better. And so 2024... Uh, the core is just one of the plans that has gone through a substantial update, uh, but we're going to be rolling out plans all year that have the same name but have changed uh, in small but I believe significant ways yeah. uh, to make them more livable for the people that are buying them. We kind of look, it's funny, we look at um, plans, you know, almost like, you know, car engineering and it's, you yeah. know, there's these plans should all be on a cycle where they should get refreshed. You know, if you buy a, a, a Honda Accord this year and you look at one that's five years old, like 
they look different. And because at some point over a four or five year cycle, Honda as a, as a manufacturer is going to update that car. And some of that update has to do with changes in laws and regulations and safety, but some of it, and some of it has to do with new technology and some of it just has to do, okay, here's how we're going to adjust, you know, a Honda Accord uh, that is built today is much larger than one was one 20 years ago. And that's just kind of one of the things that has changed about cars and that has had to adapt to the way people, the way people live. And so we want to continue at Aurora to adapt the home to the way that you live. And so that's one of the things that we're continuing to do. And so uh, we're rolling out this new design. We're pretty excited about it. So, yeah, it's, I, I definitely noticed uh, over the, over the past couple of years, as we're refreshing a lot of our older plans, like, you know, bathrooms get, uh, you know, move to different locations right. or laundry rooms get bigger, closets get bigger. It kind of depends on like when we get feedback from from folks that are living in our houses, we're able to tweak the plans in ways that we're like, oh, you know, three three out of four people like this type of, you know, layout. So let's go ahead and do that. Um, and then those sort of changes like make their way onto our templates. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's kind of, it's fun. It's fun. So it's, yeah, always in flux. I think it's good to be um, you know, always considering the, uh, you know, the the buttons in the car, right? Like if you're looking at the dash of the car and, yeah, you know, you got that's like, a great example. You got the buttons over here and the buttons over there. And okay, now that now the steering wheel has has a new button that, that sort of, you know, does a thing that maybe you didn't really need two years ago, but now you need it. So well, you know, like you think about um, HDMI cables. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ox and cables and HDMI. Cables. Well, and, you know, a couple of years ago, we were one of the only companies that was adding HDMI cables to wherever you kind of told us you thought your TV was going to be in your great room. Yeah. And that was so you could run from your cable box to your high def TV. Mm-hmm. Well, now, you know, smart TVs are all Wi-Fi enabled. N- you're not connecting that. You're you're plugging in like a fire stick or an Apple TV or some. Yeah. Just in the back of it. Really small thing into the back straight into the TV. You don't really need um the HDMI cables anymore. And you're certainly not going to run them straight back. You don't have a cable box anymore. Yeah. I mean, video games haven't quite gotten there, but they will. Right. You know, like I, you still run HDMI, but like that would be a by re- like a per request. Like, right. You're, you're right. Like, and you know, honestly, those like the future of like the Xbox and Nintendo and stuff, probably just going to be like a small little thing, like plugged in the back of the TV, just like the Apple TVs. Right. That's just going to be like it, a little thing. It's just something that has uh, changed. When I first started building houses, we gave everybody two cable jacks and two phone jacks. <laughs> phone <Yeah>. jacks. Phone jacks. <laughs> right? The neighborhoods, the new neighborhoods we build in don't actually have the phone lines in them. <laughs> yeah, they don't even run it. Like they don't. Because it all. used yeah. to be a law that, you know, the phone company had to run phone lines in all new neighborhoods. And once the law changed, they stopped doing all of it. Because who has an actual house phone that's a that's a real phone line you might have a house phone that's like bundled with your cable um because it's cheaper and you might actually plug a phone into it and have a phone number but even that is that's all over the internet yeah you're not not gonna have a landline anymore a real landline (laughs) they don't you know so that you know that's crazy um but there's probably still builders that are giving you two phone two cable why because you know it worked in 1997 so why not do it now so a plan like this, obviously, super versatile, has lots of different ways you can use it um, in terms of having guests over, having children. You've got lots of privacy built into the plan. What would be the, the point or the purpose? What, what, you know, what use case do you see where somebody wants to put a second floor on the house? What, you know, what's kind of a, what, what are you thinking for, for second floor living? Why would you want that in the Cora? So it's kind of a lifestyle thing is, is 
you know, you have a single level living and then they have all these optional second floors. And it's sort of, I think on its face sounds a little contradictory. Like, well, if it's single yeah, level well, living, why is there an optional second yeah. floor? And here's the main difference. If, if you, it, it really comes down to how you want to live your life. And hopefully whoever's building your house takes enough time to understand simply this, that like at Aurora Homes with most builders, all of the plans have a first floor owner suite. So your owner suite is on the main level of the house. That's pretty universal. Now, the standard two-story plans may not have three bedrooms on the main level, and they, but they're three-bedroom houses. So we have things like the Harper and the Gray and the Aurora, and these are two-level plans that have a first-floor owner suite, but they have three bedrooms at least, but those other bedrooms are upstairs, or at least some of them are, maybe most of them. Yeah. Depends on the plan. Well, let's say you want all of your living on those third floor, or I'm sorry, the main floor, and you just want a little other extra space. And that's why a plan like Accor does have an optional upstairs. That if you want to say, I need three bedrooms, but I need a home office, or I actually, I need, I'd love to have three bedrooms on the main floor, but I really could use four bedrooms. I have a teenage child. You know, that's, that's one of the main scenarios. My teenager, we're putting them upstairs where no one can hear them because yeah. they don't want to be heard by, yeah. and, and they don't, you don't want to hear them. Uh, they want to go do their own thing and have their own space. Or you want to create like a home office or something like that that is a main away from the main living space. So what you're saying is I need the three bedrooms and all that space on the main floor, but I actually need a little more space. And so that's why you would take a ranch plan like a Cora and you would expand it uh, up uh, I and get in into that is that the, the three bedroom, three and a half bath, all on one floor makes sense to you, but it doesn't it doesn't check all of your boxes. So I think that's a great question because it does seem to defeat the purpose of of single level living. And we do offer, as do most builders, a, a number of other plans that have standard second floors. Right. So uh, and keep in mind, just in terms of budget, you know, one of the things is that up, generally speaking, is less expensive than out. And right. so, right. like, your ranch plan, like a Cora that's over 2,200 square feet in its base is going to be more expensive than if you found a 2,200 square foot house that had two levels. Um, because that is just a more, uh, the rancher's a more expensive way to build. And so, you know, in some of our previous podcasts years and years and years ago, we've talked about how cost per square foot is such a lousy uh, way to compare builders. Mostly because it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison because all builders have different standard features. Uh, but also, especially if you're looking at lot home packages, like the smallest house is always the most expensive house in the community in a, on a cost per square foot basis because it has to sit on the same piece of land that all the other builders sit on, but it has far fewer square foot uh, in the house to spread the land cost over. So it's not a great comparison. And this is one where you know these rancher plans really get hurt because their cost to build per square foot is going to be higher um, than what you're going to see when you do uh, a house that has two-story standard. And a lot of that has to do with the footprint of the the house itself is going to be much smaller on the two level. So, yeah, yeah. I think that makes sense. I, I, you know, I definitely uh, I understand when you go when you're going up, you can basically use the foundation twice, right? Like yeah, you can use that's exactly right. You can use the siding twice. You can use you know, there's lots of different right. Uh, you know all the structural components stack onto the foundation. And so when you go out, you got to do new foundation and new siding and new, you know. Right. So if you look at a house like the gray, which uh, is right around 3000 square feet 
um, the gray by Aurora Homes, like the foundation of that house is, uh, I don't know, 40% smaller than the Cora. Yeah. But the house is 40% bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you just sort of have to account for that and, and, and it goes to it. But so the Cora does have a lot of flexibility. One of the other great design things about the Cora is, um, is that center uh, porch area. Uh, or the opportunity for a center porch area. And there's a little slice, a little U-shaped opening in the back of the Cora. And that can be done as a screen porch. It can actually be done as a finished room. It can be done uh, just as an open patio. And what that gives you is an opportunity to have privacy in some of these communities that have smaller lots. Your your main outdoor living space uh, is maybe not open to your neighbors on either side of the house. Uh, it also gives you the opportunity if you design that properly to probably use that space more often because you can block the wind. You know, one of the things people don't realize about Sussex County here is it's windy because it's flat and it's near the ocean. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. when the wind blows, <laughs> which it does a lot, there isn't much to stop it. And in the spring, that wind is usually cold. And so, you know, you, you get, uh, I'm going to build this nice screen porch and it's going to have three open sides and yeah, it's going to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not using it in, april when the wind's blowing but if you have only one open side it might be perfect and so that uh that furniture right like right. <laughs> i mean right, right now i have a deck and uh I, we, we got to put all the furniture in the garage for these huge storms coming. right it's like a it's a whole thing you know right you or know, otherwise you're gonna it's it's <laughs> either that or pick it out of your neighbor's bushes yeah, the yeah. next day which is i'm ashamed to say it's happened that's multiple. <laughs> we don't have the trampoline outside anymore for you know for a lot of reasons so. right and that's <laughs> and that's just a thing and you know those are just some of the little things that we've looked at this plan and we thought about you know how can we make this plan live better for people that are buying it again hundreds of thousands of dollars in an investment you'd think at least the builder can make a substantial investment in making sure that that product is going to be modern and useful for its buyer for decades to come. So that's the Cora. Beautiful. Beautiful. All so right. Uh, anything else before we sign off no, here? I, thanks a lot. I hope this was helpful. Uh, continue to check out our podcast. We're on Spotify. Uh, you can get it on the Aurora Homes website, which is your future will thank you dot com that's your future will thank you dot com or also look us up in itunes or youtube or just about anywhere else you can find a podcast we're there so this is the so you want to build a house podcast sponsored by aurora homes i'm scott daly and i'm keith strom we'll see you next episode bye